Hi, I'm Josh and welcome to the Wild Nature Photography Podcast, the podcast that talks the art, the craft, and today the lenses of nature photography. It is the 24th of April 2023 and this is podcast number 71. This is going to be a little bit of an update on the new Canon RF 100-300mm f2.8 LIS USM lens that I actually had the chance to test this morning uh, over at Sun Studios at Canon in Melbourne. But just before I get to that, uh, I want to just finish up on one other item. Back in, I think it was podcast 69, I talked about my IT infrastructure and my backup strategy, what hardware was I using. And I mentioned in that podcast that I might soon be upgrading the video card in my Mac Pro, that is the Mac Pro tower that's in my studio. I did actually go ahead and do that. The reason for that was primarily was there was a deal that was just too good for me to pass up. Uh, OWC Computing in the US or MacSales.com, they had a super fantastic deal on um, an Apple AMD Radeon Pro Duo W6800X. This is two video cards that um, come in the one MPX module that Apple retail here in Australia for over 7000 Australian dollars and that OWC had going for just 2500 US dollars. So it was just too good a deal for me to pass up to get $7,000 worth of video cards uh, into my Mac Pro. And um, they arrived uh, yesterday or the day before yesterday, and I've already installed them and got them up and running in my Mac Pro. So I'm very, very happy with the new speed of those cards. Uh, that is a total of 64 gig of RAM across those two cards. So that's a lot of RAM, and it's an awful lot of uh, video processing power. I mean, it's capable of driving up to eight 4K displays. Now, I don't really need that uh, per se, but where I do want that power for, that GPU power, is when I'm doing using things like Topaz Denoise, Topaz AI Sharpen, uh, Adobe Lightroom's new Denoise, all of these um, AI tools, if you like, are very, very GPU intensive. And just to give you some sort of an indication of how much time these, something like this can save, on my MacBook Pro, which is an M1, uh, which is a, quite a highly spec machine and not a cheap machine by any means at all. It takes around 25 to 30 seconds to denoise an image using the new feature in Lightroom. Well, the same thing in on the Mac Pro Tower with the new GPUs is less than five seconds. So there's a big, big difference there. Uh, I know we're only talking seconds, but when you're sitting in front of the computer, each second seems like an eternity. So anyway, that's just finishing up on the IT and infrastructure. I did go ahead and upgrade those video cards. I do believe that OWC still have this offer at the moment. It's still current. I might even put a link to it in the show notes. Again, it's not an affiliate link. I don't make anything out of this. It's just if you're interested to have a look at the video cards that I'm running in my Mac Pro, uh, or if you have a Mac Pro and also want to upgrade your video cards, this is an incredible deal. Uh, I just had a quick look on their website now. OWC is showing that they still have 10 of these available. So if you're in the market for a video card upgrade for a Mac Pro, I think you can't go past this. It's just an incredible saving. I mean, the US dollar retail price on this is still 5,600 US dollars from apple.com. So to pick it up for less than half that, fantastic deal. And you're not going to have to upgrade that for a very, very long time. Okay, so let's put that aside and come to Canon's new RF 100 to 300 f2.8 lens. Now, I had a chance very, very early this morning to go in and play with this lens. Sun Studios in Canon, Australia very kindly lent me the lens for an hour. Uh, an hour is not a long time to play with a new lens. And to be honest with you, I would have preferred to be able to take the lens off site for a day or even half a day, take it somewhere like the zoo or somewhere where there was some wildlife and really play around with it a little bit more out in the field. I didn't get that chance as it was. I just got to use it in the studio 
which meant my time with it was limited. What I could do with that lens was also very limited. Let's talk about your first impressions. Now, firstly, this lens is a lot larger than Canon 100 to 500 lens, RF lens. But uh, that's to be expected because of the constant aperture of f2.8. Uh, it's not as long as the f, as the, it's not quite as long, I should say, as the 100 to 500 when it's fully extended, but it's still a sizable lens and it's a lot wider in its girth. Uh, the most important thing to me was how did this lens feel in the hand when I picked it up? Because I mentioned in my last podcast that I was really quite unhappy with the weight distribution and how heavy the old EF 200 to 400 millimeter lens was. That was the lens that had the inbuilt 1.4 teleconverter. Now this 100 to 300 doesn't have the teleconverter, but it does straight away feel very, very nicely balanced when on the Canon EOS R3 handheld. It's not, it's got some noticeable heft and weight to it, but I wouldn't say that it's heavy. I think for its size, uh, both in length and girth, it actually does quite well in terms of view of how hand-holdable this lens is. I can feel the weight of it when I hold the camera up to my eye, and I wouldn't want to hand-hold it for a very, very extended period of time, like I can with the 100 to 500, but this is still a lightweight lens for what it is, and very, very easy to hand-hold. My primary concern with this lens, it's not image quality, it's not whether this uh, lens performs with teleconverters or not, it's simply that 100 to 300 millimeters is frankly just a little short for most of what I do. Now, I talked in that pod last podcast about using this lens specifically for penguins, and it could also be used specifically for Arctic foxes on the expedition I do for Arctic foxes in the far north of Iceland in Hornstrand Nature Reserve, because there the foxes are coming very close, and 100 to 300 millimeters is probably enough most of the time. And having an f2.8 aperture is really, really nice for that bokeh and that shallow depth of field let's just come to bokeh. The bokeh from this lens, from 100 to 300, is very, very pleasing at f2.8, as you would expect it to be. I'd say it's fully the equal of what I used to see with my old EF 300mm 2.8 lens, a lens I sold quite some time ago now. It's beautiful. The lens is optically very, very sharp from 100mm all the way through the zoom range to 300mm. It really doesn't want for anything in image sharpness, and there really isn't any room for improvement there from what I can tell looking at the files that I've shot with it this morning. I shot primarily just my color, large color checker passport, my video passport, because that lets me see the colors that the lens is producing, and it also lets me see the sharpness as well, how optically the lens is performing. And I shot it at 100, 200, 300 millimeters, and a few other uh, iterations in between 135 millimeters, 250 millimeters, etc., just to see if the lens got softer anywhere else. It really sort of doesn't. It performs exceptionally well in, the, in throughout the zoom range. With the teleconverter, the 1.4 teleconverter is basically invisible. There really isn't any loss in quality at all. And with the two times RF teleconverter, there's only a very marginal loss in contrast. Uh, and that's to be expected. That's seen with any two times teleconverter pretty much across any of Canon's lenses. Autofocus seems to be unaffected, um, at least in my studio testing with the 1.4 and 2X extenders. The big thing for me really when it, with these extenders is Yes, I think you can safely say that the 100 to 300 can take extenders and take them extremely well. But for me, that's not the real answer to the question. I would have preferred 
an inbuilt 1.4 converter just because once you've had this feature, it's just so convenient and so much nicer than having to unscrew the lens from the body to put a new converter in place, be it a 1.4 or a two times. I really love having a built-in converter. We don't currently have that in any current Canon lenses except that old EF 200 to 400 millimeter lens, um, which is a lens I don't have anymore. And there's been a number of rumors circulating that Canon is going to release new lenses with inbuilt converters. Nikon has done it with their 400 millimeter and their 600 millimeter lenses. I saw the Nikon 600 millimeter F4 with its inbuilt teleconverter. It's 1.4 teleconverter on my last expedition just recently in Svalbard. That lens will, and the ability to flip that converter in and out is just fantastic. And that's something I'm really hoping Canon will give me in the future. So ultimately I've decided for now, not to buy this 100-300mm lens or not to put a deposit down on it anyway. The price has not yet been fixed here in Australia and Canon is saying as of today probably somewhere between fourteen and 15000 Australian dollars retail price which means the street price might be somewhere between thirteen and a half and fourteen and a half thousand Australian dollars uh, with a retail price in the US of $9,500. So it is an expensive piece of glass Optically, I think it's completely worth it. I think it's worth the money. And if you need a 100-300 millimeter lens and you're shooting typically that short telephoto zoom range, I think this is probably the one to go for. But for me, I think it's just a little bit too specialized. And because of the size of the lens, traveling with both that and a 400 2.8 or a 600 f4, that's starting to become quite a lot of equipment that doesn't easily fit in my carry-on Pelican case. I would need to probably change to some other sort of a bag in order to carry both those lenses, and I don't really want to do that. You know, I can travel with the 400 2.8 and the 100 to 500, or the or the 600 f4 and the 100 to 500 very easily. But the 100 to 300, the new lens, is quite a lot wider than that, and than that uh, 100 to 500, and as such, it takes up a lot more room in the bag. So it's just not going to work for me, I think, for travel. So I've decided not to go ahead and purchase that lens. So I'm going to save a bit of money on that which is fantastic for me. <laughs> I don't really want to be spending that sort of money on another lens at the moment. And I just think that that lens for me personally is going to be too limited in the in the use applications. Most of the time I need more reach than that when I'm doing wildlife and I'd rather reach for my 400 or my 600. But having said all of that, there really is nothing to want for the, the optical lens quality, uh, optical quality rather of this lens. It's superb. Uh, my own tests show that it's pretty much fully the equal of a 400 2.8, and that's pretty amazing. Uh, you really have to pixel peep to see much of a difference at well above 100% magnification, and that's pretty astounding. And as I said, the, the 100 to 300 also performs exceptionally well with the teleconverters, which is going to give you what is that 420 and 600 millimeter respectively. That can turn this lens into quite a lot, a long lens, a 600 millimeter f5.6 with a two times teleconverter. But my preference is just not to have to unscrew the lens and put a teleconverter in place when I want to do that. I'd rather reach for my 600 millimeter f4. So that's where I'm at on that lens. I decided not, as I said, not to put a deposit on it. I can't see me changing my mind at the moment, but hey, you never know. We'll see what happens there. So that's it for today. Those are my initial thoughts and impressions on the Canon RF 100-300mm lens, f2.8, now that I've had a chance to actually test it. As I say, I was very, very impressed with how this lens feels in the hand and the balance in the hand. That's so important these days because so few of us actually shoot with tripod 
uh, as nature photographers anymore because cameras are so good at high ISO, we can shoot handheld a lot more. And as a result of that, the balance of the lens is just so important. And I think this lens ticks that balance box very, very nicely. It could be a good birds in flight lens uh, as well, just a little bit short perhaps uh, compared to the 100 to 500 and just not quite as light in the hand, but still I think a 10 out of 10 for Canon on this lens. I'm hoping that this means we'll see more zoom lenses like this from Canon soon in the future. That would be fantastic. Perhaps a new RF 200 to 400 that was made lightweight or 200 to 500 with an inbuilt teleconverter or a 600 F4 with an inbuilt teleconverter. Any of those lenses, I think I'll be very, very keen in auditioning as well. So that's it for today. Let's wrap it up there. 24th of April, 2023, podcast number 71. I'm Josh. Look forward to seeing you out in the field. Take care.